And welcome back to Music Free Static. I hope you're having a fabulous day. And today is another really late movie review, this time of The Marvels. This is, I think it was the, the most recent movie from uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Studios, Disney+. And I have to say, this movie was really, really fun. That That really is the best word to describe it. It is fun. Iman Vellani's, um Kamala Khan, right from the Miss Marvel series, uh, which debuted on Disney Plus, you know, way back, <laughs> like two years ago, something like that. Uh, she was the best part of the movie, uh, straight up. Uh, she brought a level of heart and excitement and energy and fun that has been missing from so many recent Marvel movies, okay? And TV and all that stuff. <clears throat> Secret Wars. Uh, or, you know, Secret Invasion, actually, because I, I can't blame anybody for wanting to forget Secret Invasion. It wasn't fun. Uh, yeah, there were parts of it that were interesting, but it was not, it was just not a fun show. Ant-Man... Um, and the Wasp Quantumania, I did a, another really late movie review on that one. And it was okay. It, it was it was a movie. But it didn't have this level of, of fun and heart and excitement and all of this stuff that happened primarily because of Iman Vellani and Kamala Khan as that, that character. Okay. And yeah, the plot is straight out of Spaceballs. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you you really could <laughs> see President Scroob and Dark Helmet rolling up with Mega Maid to suck the air off the planet or suck the water off another planet. Okay, it really is that level of camp. And uh, Zawe Ashton's Darben isn't nearly as interesting a villain as Dark Helmet. Or President Scroob. She's not. She is a very one-note villain. But none of that really matters. Okay? This this is... This movie, The Marvels, is the most fun I've had. I, maybe it says Hawkeye. And part of what made Hawkeye good was um, Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> right? As... Right? So... That was, man, so that was fun. Now, look at some of the other characters. You know, Brie Larson was fine. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's something missing in her character. Personality, some people might say. No, um, <laughs> that's not true. She was fine. Um, but she was always a character that felt like she had, she was one step away of actually having fun. Um, and, and it's weird, right? You can see her. She's always got this little bit of a, a, a quirk in her, in her smile, right? A little bit of, I could be having fun, but I'm choosing not to. And that could be a character choice. That could be, a, uh, either made by Larson or, uh, was it Naya DaCosta, I think was the director. Right. It, it could be, um, cause it feels like there's just it take one step away from something, right? Now I understand that the character of of Captain Marvel actually is kind of fun, 
in the comics. I've never read them, so I, I can't say. And I kind of feel like there could be a little bit more coming in with, with Brie Larson. On the other hand, the character of Captain Marvel is one who is dealing with her own trauma. So I can kind of understand her not quite reaching that level of, hey, I, I can get I get to live my own life, right? The, uh, the third member of our triumvirate here is Tayona Paris's uh, Monica Rambeau, who sort of who showed up in WandaVision. She was part of Sword's uh, investigation into the Hex, right? She walked through Wanda's magic wall and got powers. Lovely. I was never really comfortable with her that character with Monica Rambo in WandaVision. It seemed like her focus was weird. Okay. Now sort of explain this maybe. She goes to the hex trying to figure out what the heck is up with the this city. Why is this this little town of Westview surrounded by this wall of magic? She gets pulled in and, well, now she's part of the story, right? And, and her focus, once she realizes what's sort of happening there, is Wanda, right? She's in the she's in the hex. She feels sort of Wanda's grief, which is crushing everybody in town because that was just part of the hex. Um, but she sees Wanda. She sees how Wanda's trying to cope. And when she gets blasted out of the hex, her whole mission is Wanda Maximoff and trying to save her, which is the right choice. Okay, because helping her break out of her grief and understand what she's doing is the key to stopping the hex that is, in a lot of ways, torturing the citizens of this small town. Okay, fine, right? I understand all of that, and that was fine. But she also seemed to completely forget that the people of this town are being subject uh, subjugated by Wanda, right? They've been kidnapped. They're forced. They're basically living meat puppets, um, and she's torturing them, not intentionally, but her grief and her pain is being inflicted on everybody in the town. They they mention at one point when they've been freed from the hex. One of them says, "When you let us sleep, we have your dreams. We have your nightmares." Uh, one of them says, just, just let us die, right? And Monica Rambeau just, nope, none of that matters. As long as Wanda's happy, we are good. It it always felt a little funky to me, and I was, and I was never really comfortable with the character in WandaVision. Okay, so now let's come back here to the Marvels, and the portrayal was a bit better, okay? I felt... I felt better about her 
as a character here in the Marvels. Okay. And that's great. And part of her, part of this movie is the three of them, Kamala Khan, Captain Marvel, and Monica Rambeau, all trying to deal with their issues. Okay. Monica still hasn't completely dealt with the the grief and trauma of her mother dying while she was blipped. Okay. Monica was blipped. When she comes back, her mother her mother had died of cancer during that five years. Okay. She's never quite dealt with that. And so that's part of what we're dealing with. And the fact that Captain Marvel should have been in her view anyway, should have been there. Okay. And was to help her mom, but hadn't come back to to um, actually more she'd come back to help her mom as she's dying, but hadn't come back in in the any of the time since uh the end of Captain Marvel, the movie. Right. And it and Marvel herself, whose name I'm I'm using her code name because for some reason I cannot remember Danvers, Carol Danvers. There we go. So I can't remember her name. It's not unusual. I have a hard time remembering people's names just in general. But characters I'm usually strangely better at. Anyway, so Carol, poor Captain Carol Danvers Marvel, um, she she's still dealing with the fact that she's lost a lot of her life, right? A lot of her memories were taken from her when the Kree uh, basically kidnapped her, right? Wiped her memory, forced them to, forced them to fight for them. I, I put air quotes around forced because they had part of the brainwashing. They had convinced her that, hey, this fight against the scrolls was the right one. Okay. Well, when Carol learns better through the events of Captain Marvel, she goes to do what heroes do. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this in a in a weird way, okay? Because it's a very comic booky thing. As a hero, right, you've got Carol, she has been subjugated. It seems to be coming up a lot, subjugation. Weird. Uh, she was subjugated by the supreme intelligence, right? This big AI that ran the Kree society. And when she realized what it had been doing to her, she went and destroyed it. Okay? This, this is fairly typical comic book hero thing, right? This, this is a trope that happens a lot in comics, right? The hero destroys the bad guy. Yay, hero! Woohoo! Hero is cool. Well, now what? Well, it turns out the supreme intelligence was doing some other things, like helping to maintain, I don't know, the star around the planet. <laughs> okay, and a few other things. Carol's actions, while right theoretically from her perspective, were definitely damaging to the rest of the society, and that's what triggers the villain. Now, we don't get much more about the villain aside from that fact that she's 
angry with uh, Carol, the Annihilator, the Kree Society call her. But all of that comes back to what is Danvers dealing with. She destroyed the Supreme Intelligence. But she also is aware of what it did to Kree Society. Not that she did a lot to help them after, but that's a potentially a separate question. But she's aware of that and hates the fact that the Kree have then labeled her Annihilator. And because of her her past issues, trying try to remember, who the heck am I? As well as de- just dealing with the fact that she's made some choices she's not happy with. Right, All of this is circling between her relationship with Monica. Okay, it's there's a lot of lot of trauma that needs to heal here, and I, I think they did a. Uh, I thought the times when they were actually working through it worked pretty well. Others may disagree, but they, it worked for me, which is you know okay. That's kind of what I'm looking for in a story. Did it work for me? Cool. Now Kamala was interesting okay because she is ultimately in in story a fangirl right she is a captain marvel fangirl and (laughs) and the fact that she gets to hang out with her her idol blows her mind literally like her her mind just sort of flips off a couple of times it's like i i am overwhelmed right Typical, uh, I said, fangirly behavior, and, and f- that's not limited to <laughs> fans of the female persuasion. Okay, there are a lot of guys. They're they're they just flip out if they meet their heroes. Okay, and that's kind of where she was at. But Kamala had to learn another lesson, which she couldn't learn from her family. Because her family doesn't have experience here. Kamala had to come face to face with what it means to be a first responder. Okay. I.e. a hero, but a first responder. Right. You look at the regular, the real world. Okay. You got firefighters, you got police, you got paramedics. You could also include the military, but let's focus on those three for the moment. The fire, the police, paramedics. These are the people who are the first on a scene whenever there is a, a crisis or a disaster, right? Whether you've got a house fire and their firefighters have to go in and right, they're trying to, to put out the fire to save the structure, save anyone who might be inside, and they don't always succeed, right? And it's not so much... I'm not even, let's let's rephrase that. They don't always succeed in the structure, but structures are things. Yes, you lose memories, but all, nothing there is irreplaceable within a certain level of, uh, I guess, however you want to think of it. I mean, your family photos are irreplaceable, but on the other hand, you know, you know, 
your grandmother's wedding dress is irreplaceable. On the other hand, it's just a dress. Right? It's just fabric. But the firefighters don't always save all of the people either. And it's not through their own actions or lack of actions. It's just fires are... Uh, they're problematic. They're, they're, it's hard to deal with it if they ha happen in the middle of the night uh, before people have a chance to get out of the house, right? I, it, they might not make it out of the house. And that's hard for a firefighter to deal with sometimes, right? There's trauma there. When you get to a a car car accident and the EMTs roll up and they try to save the, the people in the car, it's hard, right? When I was significantly younger, my wife and I were very newly wed. Um, we just had our first baby. We had a car accident and my my daughter did not fare well. She was four days old, and the, and the car rolled. The cop that was on the scene, right, and he he must have been, like, right around the corner because he was there really fast. I was kind of surprised. But, you know, I'm pretty much okay. My wife is dealing with concussion and broken ribs. My daughter is in a bad way. And I heard later that after dealing with that, um, and my daughter subsequently died, but after dealing with that, the cop who apparently was on the scene, he worked for a little while longer, but then retired because he couldn't deal with seeing stuff like that anymore. Right? That is, it's part of the job, and it's a hard part of the job, and it's not one that everybody can deal with. And this is, Coming back into the story, this is part of what Kamala has to face. It's the realities of you can't save everyone. And that that is a hard lesson in and of itself, but then she's having to learn this from her hero, from Captain Marvel, right? This woman that she has idolized, this person, this hero who has her everything in a lot of ways, uh, her ideal of what a hero should be and she is the one who metaphorically slaps Kamala down and says we can't save them they are going to die and there's nothing we can do about it and that's hard for Kamala to hear first that they can't save anyone and two that her hero can't save everyone right that's a hard lesson and that's a lesson that everybody, I think, needs to learn at some point, right? Now, I I've, think I've mentioned a few times I am a religious person, okay? One of the things I like to do when I read the scriptures is I like to see the people behind the... You might want to call them the heroes of the story, right? Right, so... I'm a Christian and I'm as I'm reading the New Testament and I'm reading about Peter. Right. And there's there's a lot about Peter, right? Christ designated Peter, you know, upon this rock will I build my church, right? All this stuff. Right? Peter ends up be leading the new church after Christ's death and resurrection. 
but Peter was not a perfect person. And I like reading the scriptures and seeing his imperfections. Not because I want to go all tall poppy and cut him down, but because it gives me hope that I can see somebody who was, who does great things, but they're still imperfect. They still have problems. They still are people. And that's one of the things I like about some of these superhero stories is that you see this person who does great things, but they're still flawed. They still have problems, right? And I don't mean flawed like they're secretly, um, they secretly abuse cats or something like that, right? Now that I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about they are people who make mistakes, right? So one of the, the long running complaints about Superman is he is so powerful, nothing can stop him, right? Which in a lot of ways has been true at times in his stories. But Superman was also almost perfect in his choices, which made him really hard to identify with at some, at some points. You look at these three characters, and it's easy to identify with, with different aspects of their lives. Right? It's easy to identify with Monica and dealing with the trauma of the loss of her mother and not having... She didn't even have an option be there for her when she died, right? Because Monica literally wasn't there. She was blipped, okay? You've got that with um, with Captain Marvel, who's dealing with the re realization that she made uh, might have been a bad choice, but it was, but at least in her mind, it was the right one at the time. And how do you deal with the consequences of, of those actions? Sometimes you don't even realize what the consequences are until they come and try to uh, steal the air from your planet, right? These, right? These are lessons that you need to learn uh, or that some people need to learn. I'm not going to say you specifically need to learn that specific lesson. And then Kamala's, like I said, her, her lesson of the people you idolize are not perfect and that's okay. That is a hard lesson sometimes for people to learn. And it's and going on these journeys worked for me in this story because that's what the story was about. The, the villain, all the, the Spaceball stuff from, from Darben was really secondary to these characters growing and learning to overcome some of their weaknesses and some of their, um, some of the trials that they've been facing. Right. So that was, I loved that. Right. Yeah. Like I said the plot was a hot mess and there are parts of it. I fully understand that there are parts of it that you may not like. They land on the one planet whose name I didn't really, uh, commit to memory where, this is the planet. It's it's almost all water. This is where Dar Darben's going to steal their oceans. Okay. And the planet, the language that they speak is song. If you don't sing, they don't understand you. Okay. That's. I can understand how some people find that weird. Look, they show up and it is. It's like living in a musical. Okay. And I can understand people not 
not enjoying that. I love musicals. I thought I thought it was fun. I thought it was a unique take on a society. Okay, cool. Now I thought it was a little bit weird Carol magicking up a Disney princess version of her costume for to dance with the the prince. But I also thought it was 100% accurate to have uh Kamala and and Monica tease her about being a princess, okay? <laughs> that was that 100% accurate, right? So right, I can understand not everything in the movie has to work work for you. And I've talked about that before. It's okay if if something doesn't work for you. That's cool. But I had fun. This is definitely a movie I'm going to want to go back and watch again because I had a lot of fun watching the Marvels, right? And I'm really excited at the the end at the the end credit scene. Actually, before they even get to the credits, is Haley Steinfeld's Hawkeye coming home and finding Iman Vellani's Kamala Khan waiting for her to recruit her into a new super team. And man, a movie with Kamala and Haley Seinfeld's Hawkeye is gonna be it's gonna be hilarious. That is going to be fun. And that's the thing. I think it's one of the things that made the MCU uh great was that it was fun. Yes, there was a, a little bit of grounded realism to a lot of the heroes, but it was still it was fun. And I think that's been lacking. And to see these characters together would would make fun make Marvel fun again, right? Could we could we do that? That would be fabulous. I I am excited to see that story. Whether Kevin Feige and the MCU want to tell that story is an interesting question. I think they're going to. And I hope they do. And I hope they do it sooner rather than later because it's, it, that I think is going to be cool. Now, having said all of that, I need to address, I, I need to address the trolls. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I typically live by the, the maximum of the internet, don't feed the trolls. But this one, I have to. The Marvels, when it was announced and was it was coming out, had a lot of people attacking the movie because its three main stars were women and because it was directed by a woman and the villain was a woman. This is a very female-centered movie. And a lot of people attacked it because of that. And those people who refused to see this movie and celebrated its box office failure because it featured women, was directed by a woman, are wrong. They are wrong to have done so. Those people who have a a Y chromosome and rejected this movie because it featured women do not deserve to claim the title of men. Men celebrate and lift up the people around them no matter what their sex is 
No one can tear down others and their efforts, especially those of women because they are women, and be entitled to claim the title of men. You don't have to like the Marvels. If you didn't like the song of Dance Planet, that's cool. If you didn't like the villain, the plot, whatever. That's fine. If you didn't like them herding cats to save the people off the space station, that's okay. Admittedly, that was hyper cheesy, and I'm down for it, but I understand if you didn't like it, okay? We have different tastes, and that's cool. That's a wonderful thing. But to reject this movie because it featured women is a sexist attitude unbecoming of anyone who wants to claim the title of man. Straight up, period. You, if you are in that boat, you are wrong. I will not apologize for that. You are wrong. There are lots of reasons to like this movie, and I've gone through a lot of them. There are lots of reasons to dislike that this movie, and that's okay. But those reasons do not include this is a movie about women by women. Okay? This is not a case of woke Disney or something stupid like that. This is a story that featured women. It happens. Guess what? They make up 50-some-odd percent of the population. A lot of stories should feature them. And to reject it because of that is not just wrong. It is stupid at a, at a level that swamp scum cannot even dream of attaining because it is so far below them right <laughs> right there there is moss growing on trees in swamps that is has more emotional intelligence than the people who are rejecting this movie because it happens to feature women i don't want to have to say this okay i should have to say this but it's true it is 100% true. If you don't want, if you don't like it because of said, uh, there are problems with the movie, straight up. I'm acknowledging that. But one of those problems is not the fact that the characters are women. Okay? That is not the problem with this movie. And if you are making it a problem, you are the problem. All right, I don't like going on rants like that. I don't like I have to go on rants like that because it's it is a hundred percent undeserved. I especially because this movie is so much fun. Now I will straight up admit, and as I have admitted many times, the reason this is a really late movie review is because I did not see it in theaters. And I, the reason I didn't see it in theaters is not because of the movie. It's because I hate going to movie theaters. I don't like the experience. So, I was, I'm was i thrilled to have gotten to watch it today. Uh, actually, I watched it last night. But I'm thrilled to have gotten to watch it. I'm glad it was made. This was, this was such an, a fun movie. Perfect? No, of course not. But, man... I am so looking forward to seeing more of Kamala Khan in the MCU. She needs to be showing up in a lot more things. She's the the level of heart and 
excitement that that character brings is infectious and it is great and we need to see more of that I think in in the MCU I think we do so <sighs> go see it it's on Disney Plus if you've got Disney Plus watch it if not it's gonna it's out on Blu-ray or will be soon so you know rent it buy it whatever watch this movie it is it is worth your time again it's not deep cinema it's not the greatest thing in the MCU but it is a fun couple of hours to just sit back and enjoy some good superhero action and until next time be excellent to each other this is music free static signing off <laughs>